Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 119. What is your current life a metaphor for? I was reading a an excerpt from Stephen Pressfield, who wrote the book Turning Pro. He's also wrote uh, he also wrote The War of Art. And I was reading this excerpt in a newsletter, and this is what the excerpt had to say: Sometimes, when we're terrified of embracing our true calling, we'll pursue a shadow calling instead. That shadow career is a metaphor for our real career. Its shape is similar, its contours feel tantalizing the same, but a shadow career entails no real risk. If we fail at a shadow career, the consequences are meaningless to us. Are you pursuing a shadow career? Are you getting your PhD in Elizabethan studies because you're afraid to write the tragedies and comedies that you know you have inside of you? Are you living the drugs and booze half of the musician's life without actually writing the music? Are you working in a support capacity for an innovator because you're afraid to risk becoming an innovator yourself? If you're dissatisfied with your current life, ask yourself what your current life is a metaphor for. This is a very self-reflective podcast. All of them are because the niche is you. But I wanted to have this conversation because this can happen to any of us along the way. Now, some people right from a very young age they were all in and they've never stopped i know a few of those people by the way and it and it's not to say that they can't have this later on in life when that thing may stop who knows right but this is a real thing and i and i loved i loved i loved the way it was put a shadow career and and i think any of us can relate to this it's like you get this um maybe you go to school for film right um but you're really just afraid to, you know, you have the label of like, well, I was a film student. I got my graduate degree in film, but it's like, but have you created any of the films yet? And you can understand why I like this topic so much because I've, I've talked about this quite a bit about um, credentials and not necessarily, you know, needing them. I said on a recent post, which is going to be on my next podcast, uh, society says you need credentials to verify your talent. Soul says your talent verifies your credentials. You know, and then he brings up this, are you living the drugs and booze half of the musician's life without actually writing the music? Like, are you, are you living adjacent to the thing that you know you should be doing? You're, you know, maybe um, you talk about writing all the books or you talk about writing all the music or you talk about the, um, the things you're going to do that are in health uh, and maybe even have the clothing, <laughs> have the ambiance. But are you, are you doing the thing? Because the activities matter the most. And then this one hit home for me. Are you working in a support capacity for an innovator because you're afraid to risk becoming an innovator yourself? I'll tell you why this hit this part hit home for me. No, I haven't done that, but I have done. Uh, I, I I remember early on, I wanted to always build uh, some different concepts and ideas in tech with other people. I think for me, if I was being vulnerable in the moment about it, there were times that I think I was afraid to try it myself, just to do it all on my own. Um, one, I am naturally, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm, I'm naturally, 
collaborative. That's the word I was looking for. I'm naturally collaborative. I want collaboration. And I do firmly believe in that. It, you know, there's that saying, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So I've always had that in me. But yeah, there were times that either somebody brought me something. I was like, yeah, you know, let's do that. I'll, I'll, we'll do that. Or I necessarily, I had an idea that I know I could have probably done, but I didn't necessarily, you know, do it on my own. Now it's different. I'm now in a different stage of my life where there are some things I do with collaboration that are, you know, these are my people that I work with. This is what we do together. And I love it. You know, I've got this creator community. Some of you may be aware of it. Some of you not. All right. Nadim uh, Alhassan and Derek Espinoza, we do this together. We're a year in it. It's amazing. We have a few hundred people inside of there. You can go check that out. It's called build one thing community.buildonething.com right so there's one aspect of, of doing stuff with others that are such alignment but there's other things that I, I I've had to do on my own because it's just part of my it's another part of my calling that I have to do myself so but I can see how earlier on yeah you know sometimes I, I was afraid to maybe where it was just gonna be me as a as the solo nucleus or something like that right so if you're dissatisfied with your current life, ask yourself what your current life is a metaphor for. Are you riding adjacent to your calling? And uh, so I've got some questions we're going to dive into. And uh, you know, a lot of this is like journaling, right? <laughs> a lot of these episodes. So the first question, what calls to you no matter how much you ignore it? This is a big one. What calls to you no matter how much you ignore it? And the reason I ask this question is because it could either be similar to the type of work you are doing. It's just maybe the delivery of how you're doing it. Meaning like maybe you're in a wrong role, but you're working for a company where it's delivering the type of work that you want to be doing. Like I knew somebody who was working for a digital agency, right? And they were such an amazing graphic designer, but somehow they ended up in the ads department. And they knew ads and they were pretty good at it actually, but they just wanted to do graphic design, but they already was a superstar graphic designer. And so the agency wasn't necessarily letting them. That's tough. That's really tough because they're not doing what they just know is part of their calling. And then when you'd see his side projects, you'd be like, oh my God, this guy is a beast on design. Right? So, you know, what, so that's one example, but like, or what's another where, Maybe what calls you, no matter what, how much, no matter how much you ignore it, maybe something that's calling you is completely outside of what you are currently doing, and that scares the shit out of you, and that's okay too. You gotta do something about it, but it's okay to acknowledge that it scares the shit out of you because you're not necessarily doing it. Acknowledging it is like the first step because then you can start to figure out what to do with it as step two. But I want you to answer what calls to you no matter how much you ignore it. Another example of that, by the way, is when I say ignore it, you ever just constantly have reoccurring. Well, okay, here's a question you can ask that goes adjacent to this. What have been some reoccurring patterns, signs, or invitations? And this is what I mean about ignore it because you can ignore something, but yet people keep coming to you for it. You can ignore something, yet there's constant invitations for joining a team or joining a project or or even you doing it specifically the thing that you want to be doing for somebody else that's saying hey I, I don't i need this area of expertise would you would you do this for me you're being invited are you ignoring it because you're quote unquote busy with the life that you're living what are some signs 
what are some signs that keep popping up all the time? Like what are God's ways of speak God's way of speaking to you, right? And just being like, hey, listen, here's the billboard. I want you to stop ignoring this. But the first thing is to acknowledge what what might you be um, ignoring? What calls you no matter how much you ignore it? It's good to know, right? The second question, what have you done that's adjacent to your calling from a this looks good to the rest of the world and is a safe mode, but isn't quite your calling. Let me give you a personal example. Okay, so I love marketing and business and digital and connecting and community and how all the things come together. I'm actually really good at it. I mean, you guys know this. I mean, a lot of you are here because of the texting community, the Instagram accounts, the newsletter, all these other things. And, and I haven't even, I haven't even really put my, my, um, foot to the, the pedal to the metal yet. You're only seeing just the start of this. It's because for a long while, besides doing all these things that I've loved to do for myself, I'd also had other businesses going on, including a digital agency, which came about because of a consultancy that I was doing. I used to consult, as you guys know from some of the other podcast episodes, I used to consult with big brands on all things digital. When I say all things digital, I mean, if it involves the internet or the back end of your website and the software, the front end of all the hardware, whatever, I've probably been in and around it. Design, I've been around it. Ads, I've been around it. Marketing, I've been around it. Um, you know, Website buildouts, privacy, security, all that stuff, everything, right? And I'm good at it and I like to do it. These are some of my talents. They should be used for the things that call me that's the stage I'm in and the reason I bring that up is because for example when I was a consultant I dealt with some identity issues of um, where people would say like oh like you're a digital consultant like what is it that exactly almost like oh you're a consultant so you don't have a job <laughs> I'm like no I, I consult with different brands and companies and do all this stuff now it's a little bit more understood but, you know, go back 12 years, you can understand people like, oh, you're unemployed. I'm so sorry. You know, and then eventually I turned my consultancy into an agency, mostly because as a consultant, every time I, I didn't just tell people what to do, I actually helped initiate it all. They would sometimes steal my resources and then tell me <laughs> where to go. <laughs> I'm only laughing because when you look back and you're like, wow, it's the things people do. But what are you going to do? Like God's always working in your favor. Um, so my resources would be taking taken from me, uh, you know, and that's also, by the way, that would say something about my resources too, if they wanted to do it, but I didn't ever want to get in the way of anybody. Like, look, if you only need my resources, you don't want me. Okay, cool. I mean, I'm the one that's helping, you know, I know how to work with the resources. You don't like, that's kind of why I'm in the middle. But the point being is that I eventually turned a consultancy into an agency. Why? One, so I could have more control over, um, you know, I say, oh, well, we have an agency. We take on several clients. We have a team. Uh, I have resources, etc. I repositioned it. Now I'm getting to the safe mode part. When I say I have a couple internet businesses or I say um, I'm an online creator or even I say I'm a writer, especially when I say I'm a writer, people are like, oh, okay, well, you know, good luck with that. You know, <laughs> it's so funny to see their faces that they say like, oh, I, you didn't, and I've had some people come back and be like, you didn't tell me that, you know, you, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. I'm like, it's all good, you know. Um, but when I say I have a digital agency, oh, wow. Oh, really? What do you specialize in? And I say those things. Oh, that's incredible. Oh, so you're a founder. Yeah, this is actually my second business that I've, I've had. 
oh, that's incredible. And they, they, you know, it's like, now that's on me. That's adjacent to my calling. And it serves well because I love serving other businesses. I actually really do love serving other businesses. It's just that the future for me serves other businesses that I'm actually connected to probably as a part of versus as a service, right? I'd rather be in service to all of you, individuals, creators, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, people trying to figure it out. I got you covered. That's the direction I'm heading in. But um, to me, it looked good to the rest of the world and it's a safe mode, but it wasn't quite my calling. And I wanted to put me out there on that to show you like it can happen to all of us. Again, this is something that was adjacent to my calling. I love digital. I love doing all these things that I'm doing for myself or for myself. I, I love doing them for other people, but now I'm doing them for myself. Right? So ask yourself, what have you done that's adjacent to your calling, but from a, this looks good to the rest of the world in a safe mode and is not quite your calling. It's good to know this. It's a good to have this assessment of yourself because there's, there's information in that. It was cool when I had this epiphany about a year and a half, two years ago, and I was looking at all the stuff that I was doing. First of all, the stuff that I'm doing for myself now, I needed the last couple, I needed the last four years to get to this point because I learned new skill sets and got really good at it that the more I was doing it for other people who weren't necessarily using what I was creating for them, I was like, you know what? I need to do this more for myself. And it felt good. And the moment I started doing it for myself, results happened almost instantly. Right? Because taking your talents and turning them inward on the things that you have a calling for. So the third question I want to ask you is, are you half, quote unquote, being the calling but not doing the work? I call this being the outcome but not doing the work. So we already kind of talked about this with the whole, when he, he says, are you living the drugs and booze half of the musician's life without actually writing the music? Are you working in support capacity for an innovator because you're afraid to risk becoming an innovator yourself? Like, are you in half mode? Are you half being the calling but not doing the work? Um, that's a great self-assessment. Put yourself in that self-assessment. And it's okay if you are and you're like, you know what? I talk about it a lot, but I'm not doing it a lot. I say I'm going to get to it, but I'm not doing that a lot. That's okay. Because now you know. This seems to be the theme that I, I mentioned to you guys several times on this podcast is it's okay to see where you're not following through so you can start following through versus giving yourself a hard time. You have to be both the critique and the person of grace to yourself. That's what a best friend would do to you. You are your own best friend. That's how you treat other people. And number four, when was the first time you realized an innate curiosity to the things that are now calling you? This is a big one. When was the first time you realized an innate curiosity to the things that are now calling you? And I have a reference here for you as look at when you were younger. This is a big one for when you're younger. We've talked about this before on this podcast. I've mentioned that if you look back for me, I look back to the ages of like eight to 10 years old, all the way to about 22. There was a lot of writing going on. There was a lot of communicating going on. There was a lot of um, design. I actually was drawing a lot. Like I used to draw um, and paint, um, but more so draw. It makes sense that I'm, I'm drawn to design. And so I design all, all of the things. I design all of my social media. I design all of my websites. I design websites. I've designed websites for some other brands that like I'm still connected with. Um, I'm I, at the core of me. There's a designer in there. I love design. I love aesthetics. I love architecture. I love systems. Right. So I love organization. 
I love uh, like the branding aspect of design. So when you bring it in, you know, so you've got writing, communication, design, technical systems, all these things. And it's funny because I was doing a lot of these things. And, oh, and I was very driven through sports. What a lot of people don't know is that I played baseball, basketball, bowling, swim team, um, and I'm trying to think, uh, golf and tennis. I actually was a very big sports person, and it always it's always funny because a lot of people will automatically think, they're like, oh, I thought you were just like an internet guy. I'm like, well, no, I've been fascinated with the internet since I was young, and that, that was what I was also doing. And this is the point. We're all in one, more than one thing. You get it? But there was a lot of things from when I was young that, that show, oh, I get it. I was always, I always had ambition. There was always drive there. Uh, you know, sports taught me a lot about discipline. Even if I didn't stick with the sport past a few years, it taught me a lot about discipline, teamwork, collaboration. And then, you know, my individual talents are the things that I like to do. There's a lot that you can reference from different parts of your life that actually, you know, are a part of your calling in general. I want you to journal some of the first times you realize some of your curiosities are to the things that are now calling you. Because there were different times you had things that just naturally you did and enjoyed that are actually and probably very much a part of what's calling you now. Start to connect those dots. That's a really big deal. So questions ask yourself, what calls to you no matter how much you ignore it? And the, si the second question to that one was, what have been some recurring patterns, signs, and invitations for that? Two, what have you done that's adjacent to your calling from a this looks good to the rest of the world and is safe mode but isn't quite your calling? Three, are you half being the calling but not doing the work? Four, when was the first time you realized an innate curiosity or several curiosities to the things that are now calling you? Take a look at when you were much younger as well. That's it. That's all I got for you guys on this one. This is a big thing. What is your current life a metaphor for? I loved when, you know, this, that quote, if you're dissatisfied with your current life, ask yourself what your current life is a metaphor for. And you don't have to be dissatisfied, by the way. Like, I'm not dissatisfied, but I still wanted to make some changes over the last couple of years. You know, and, and I highly encourage you to do that. And listen, uh, you can do it at any age. That's the whole point. I've had like five lifetimes before 44 years old five lifetimes and I'm and I'm and I'm loving going back to the basics again and be like no this is the run-up this is how I want to do it and this is where I want to do it from and I want to take the experiences that I've previously had that's what gets channeled into this podcast that's what get channeled into my writing and into my work into helping the masses versus how I was doing it from the the other side with the agency so I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Please leave a written review on Apple. It helps expand the awareness of the show. I appreciate you tuning in every single week. Actually, every single day at this point. We've got, what, three, four episodes usually a week now. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Please share the show with somebody you think needs to hear the message at some point. You know, um, we never know how messages find us at the exact right time. Let's help other people get the exact messages they need at the exact right time. I love you guys. Until next episode, as always, I'm out. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in, and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. 
Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.